Imagine every sitcom and romantic comedy about college postgrad and how magical it was supposed to be. Imagine that it's the exact opposite and you have the lives of Tiffany Ho and McKenna Wan. Having a beautiful apartment that overlooks the LA skyline with a hot boyfriend and a group of girlfriends who goes out to bars every night is not the reality. At a postgrad, we quickly discovered that our expectations of this grand life we were promised was neither what we imagined or even existent. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day -day struggles and achievements of a 20-something-year-old in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is the Mature Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Mature Podcast. I'm McKenna. And I'm Tiffany. And today we are jumping right into six steps to becoming a better you. Yes. Okay, we got this. We we're doing this because we actually had some people message us on Instagram and they were like, hey, how do we improve ourselves? How do we cultivate motivation? How do we just become better in mm -hmm. general? Yeah, and it sounds like very cliche, very, you know, self-help ways of things to do. But ultimately, these are just very simple and yet complicated ways of getting through um, life and becoming a better version of ourselves. And so we're just kind of getting to the nitty gritty of what we've done to cultivate that in our lives and sharing them with you and hopefully starting a conversation on what it looks like for you in your daily life to become a better version of yourself. Yeah, I think a lot of these um, tips that we, we actually use, we're not perfect at them, but mm, far we, from, far from, <laughs> but we try our very best to instill these into our day to day. And a lot of it has to do with your mindset. Um, and I know it sounds like very like, ooh, hippie, like, oh, it's just your mindset, it's just how you think about it. But really, it really is. Like how you like think about things really then translate to how you approach things and it gets translated to actions into your day to day. So, all right, so we're gonna do tip, step, step, step one. Yeah, number yeah. one. Um, <laughs> we're very organized, uh, <laughs> as you can tell. No, we actually thought these out, okay? <laughs> but um, no, the first one that we want to bring up is kind of gives context to the rest of them. But um, we, we live by this, and it's the concept and the idea of delayed gratification. So um, that sounds really scary, so I'm going to break it down. So mm -hmm. the concept was basically... Um, kind of brought up through this Stanford um, experiment. experiment done by a researcher named Walter Michel. Michel? Yeah. Michel? Michel? I don't know. Anyways, no one's judging him. <laughs> this research was done in the 1960s, and essentially it later then became popular and known as the Marshmallow Experiment. Yeah. And so I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but essentially uh, Michel and his researcher, his teams, um, took hundreds of children and then they um, they're all ages from like four and five and they basically sat them in a room and they asked the experiment basically this they asked the kid uh, they put a marshmallow in the on the table in the room and told the kids um, you can eat this one marshmallow now or I'm gonna leave the room I'm gonna wait 15 minutes I'm gonna come back in and if you don't eat this one marshmallow I will give you another one and you can have both and you can have both 
And so basically out of the like the children, some of them ate the first one immediately. Some of them waited uh, waited for the second one but couldn't wait so they just ate the first one anyways. And then there's a small group of kids that actually end up waiting for the second marshmallow and they got two marshmallows. So the concept of delayed gratification, they waited to get a bigger reward basically. Mm -hmm. And so the research, the, re the experiment basically showed they found them like years later too and found that the children who were willing to delay gratification end up having higher SAT scores, lower levels of substance abuse, lower likelihood of obesity, better response to stress, and just overall better social skills. So that's like the context of like where this concept came from. But I think that in my day-to-day, -day, I feel like once I learned about this, I feel like it really changed the way I make decisions in my life, the way I approach and think about things because I think I'm always trying to think about things in the long term and not necessarily short term. So I don't know, like, yeah. So if you guys have listened to um, kind of this, kind of our journey in our podcast, you know that our lives were not the way we thought they were going to be post-grad. Um, but for me, it's been a kind of journey of learning that um, what I thought my life was going to be like and what I thought, you know, the first marshmallow was going to look like. Um, my second marshmallow, if you will, has been so much better. And so using this kind of analogy of delayed gratification and knowing like there's so much more that could be than just what you see in front of you. Yeah. Um, and I know this analogy is being taken like way farther than it needs to. Um, but it's true. Like I have really grown accustomed to this life of, um, you know, going and going for what I want in life, but also knowing that sometimes when I wait it's and sitting in that waiting period, a lot of it will be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. We were reading something and they said that um, being able to delay satisfaction is not the easiest skill to acquire. Definitely Obviously, it not. sounds really hard um, because it, it's, it's difficult because it involves feeling dissatisfied. Mm -hmm. And that's why it seems impossible for people to have learned to control their impulses. Yeah. And essentially, I think that um, I think I practice delayed gratification in like the smallest of ways in like not just big picture of like, oh, um like oh maybe i will like live at home so instead of um like living at home and i'm just kind of like you know saving money now so i can go like buy a house later like that's like big picture stuff but i'm even saying like in in the small things like maybe i won't buy myself a cup of coffee right now so that later i can spend money on buying like a way better dinner like something as small as that i feel like is an example of delayed gratification. And I feel like I really, really try to be mindful of that because I am I try not to fall into, of like playing into my impulses so quickly because it doesn't necessarily always have the highest reward. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I end up having to kind of almost backtrack when I do that too often. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, like, I feel like there's practical ways to do it, but I think that having that mindset could give a lot of our like 
you know, our listeners the context of, like, how you should be making your decision. Like, being mindful, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't buy this pair of shoes because then I want to save up for a trip to Paris. Like, I don't know. Like, something as small as that. Like, delayed gratification for me has immensely changed the way um, I live my life. Yeah. It could even, I mean, I think it's, um, when it comes to delayed gratification, it has a lot to do with like things. Um, and even like some of your examples had to do with money. Yeah. Um, but it can also be shown in relationships, Mm -hmm. which I think is something that people probably don't think about a lot, but like, it could be, you know, like, oh, this guy or girl, like who I know is not really good for me, but like, they're interested in me now. Ooh, and they yes. and they want and they want to give me the attention now. now and so yeah like I'm gonna go ahead and invest my time into this and because you know they're interested in me so like you Why know not? they may not be the best and they may not be like long term but who cares yeah and so it's almost a sense of like delayed gratification knowing like okay, like, I could easily give into this temptation right now and just, like, and just... You guys. (laughs) This is the realest thing. (laughs) But it's, like, I could give into that temptation because why not? Um, But knowing that there's something better out there that's more accustomed to who you are um, is really dissatisfying at times. But at the end of it, like, do you want that one marshmallow or do you want two? Ooh. Oh, this is a good, good topic. Some of y'all are listening to this and you guys might feel attacked. Y'all should check yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I feel attacked myself and I just said that. So Uh, it's just like, I think I, and the big part of it is we, in our generation too, everything's just so accessible, accessible to us at all given times. You want something right now? Dude, Amazon will get it to you. In one to two days. Yeah. No, even less. We love Prime. <laughs> no, day, like, yeah, day it, shipping, right? Day shipping, no, but sometimes if you order something, you can, like, pay for it, and it literally come to you within the hour or something like that. It's, like, crazy. Amazon's what? ridiculous. We love Amazon. Right? No, yeah. Not, not, sponsored, not sponsored, but, like, but... if you wanted to sponsor us, <laughs> mind. It's, like, the craziest thing. So I think this idea of delayed gratification is, like, something I think we all need to practice a little bit more of just because... Everything we just become so accustomed to like, oh, I want it, so I'm going to get it now. I want it. I, I got, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Ariana fans, you know where, where we're coming from. All right. So that's like, that's the, that's the first step. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the second step um, is kind of talking about this idea of practicing what, like practicing saying what you mean. Yes. So um, what we mean by that. <laughs> what we mean by that <laughs> um, is when you are articulating what you want to say, it's having that intentionality behind it. So um, for an example, when you say you're going to meet someone for breakfast or you say, um, I'm going to um, write this email, you're doing it with intention, you're going to follow through with it. And it's um, holding yourself accountable, which is um, something no one ever wants to actually do, <laughs> um, because the accountability is it's hard. Yeah, it's like you know you could possibly fail. Yeah. Um, but that's what makes you a better person. Is people are now able to lean on you because they know that things are gonna get done. Yeah. Um. So it's this aspect of saying like. Tiff, I'm going to meet you for breakfast at 9 a.m. and showing up at 9 a.m. Yeah. and not being late, yeah. which is sometimes hard for people because I know a lot of my friends are sometimes late and 
it bothers me but I know like I know it's probably not out of like malicious intent but it does have an effect and it makes that that person not look as organized sometimes but um, that doesn't mean that you can't get better at it it's just whether or not you want to get better yeah I think this is something I really hold like I just hold so close to like the way I live my life because I think it changes the way I speak to people and then I am way more aware and like conscious of like what I'm actually saying Mm -hmm. and it's not just about articulating what you're what what you mean it's like just truly sticking like if I say I'm going to do something or if I say I say something about someone like I really do mean it and Mm. that I think helps build helps you to one hold accountable for for yourself which is what McKenna said but also it helps build your reputation so that people understand that they can count on you and then also Mm -hmm. as well helps you to build better boundaries because if you know like I you can't do that then don't say you can do it if you can't do it that's a good point that makes sense yeah yeah no I I think I understand what you mean and um I think what's really important that you noted is um when I talk about other people that's such a like idea that no one really thinks about when it comes to articulating what you say about people because like oh well I think Tiffany's a great person that's me kind of like putting my approval like not approval but like what I think about her like out to the world so when you say like oh you know I like even if you're frustrated you're like I think Tiffany's the worst like other people hear that and they're like oh well now McKenna thinks this about them um so it's really important to understand like what you say about other people, what you say about yourself, like people are going to take that in and they're going to think they have so hard for me to explain now. (laughs) That's what they now think of you. So just being aware of that and holding yourself accountable to being careful of what you say. And I think it, it just really changes the way you like just consciously think about things too because like it's not just for other people it's for yourself like if you tell yourself like I'm gonna do something because I want to better myself then like hold yourself accountable to that so yeah. that you can better yourself yeah. like if you're listening to this you're probably really trying to better yourself so mm-hmm. like l- try to make the change you owe it to yourself to do it true yeah very, very true <laughs> all right what's our third step our third step is practice to be confident whoop whoop (laughs) um all right that sounds like very like oh yeah just be confident but really I think a lot of that is again this like mindset but I think we can turn it to very like practical um steps of like that in being confident is like okay how do I make myself feel better and like through and through and I think a big part of that is changing the way your environment what your environment looks um, so what I immediately think of when I when I'm like doing this is like for some people um, having a really clean room helps them have a better headspace makes them feel confident for how they're going to approach the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so taking the time to like make sure that your room is clean is is a step to do that. Um, another example that I personally struggle with a lot is I know that um, in order for me to have success for the day or um, just be confident in myself and like being because being confident in myself looks like um, being like doing better in what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and then feeling better about it too Mm -hmm. and 
so one way that I struggle with all like with all this is I struggle with like when I go to bed I'm like constantly on my phone Mm -hmm. and so in my head like I logically understand like it is not good for me to be on my phone Mm -hmm. for like an hour before I go to sleep and um it also makes me stay up later um it takes me a little longer to go to bed because my mind is just so stimulated by what I'm watching on my phone Mm -hmm. um that now I stay up later and so I another like one step I try to do which is really hard is I try to like consciously leave my phone in another room or um charge it somewhere that's not near my bed Hmm. and that's like a very practical step of like changing your environment so that you can feel better to be more confident when what you do and and how you go about your day yeah I think um I definitely relate to like what you're saying where people like to have a clean environment um for those who know me I'm a bit of a clean freak I clean like I stress clean a lot I just like need a clean environment I don't know why but at least like nothing on the floor but something that really changed my perspective that's very practical I think is um if you can get something done in the next five minutes then do it yeah like obviously time is a factor but like if you have that next five minutes if it's something that can be done in five even two minutes yeah then just do it so that changed my perspective I heard that years ago um and I really thought about it when it comes to making my bed I know that I like coming home to a made bed it's just something that makes me feel like my life is together and something that's like slightly in my control because I have the control to make my bed no one else is going to be doing it for me like no one's going to come in and be like hey you know what I'm going to do I'm going to make McKenna's bed for her amazing like sorry someone send me that (laughs) like sorry but like none of my roommates in college ever did that for me like no it just didn't happen so I knew that if I wanted to come home to a made bed then I was going to have to do it in the morning no matter how early I got up so I wake up around 6 a.m. every morning for work, and as tired as I am, I make my bed every morning because I come home from a long day of work and then um, also on days when I have um, class, and I'm exhausted, and I don't want to come home to a messy bed, and so it's nice having clean sheets where I can get, like, cozy, and it's it's a, a thing that makes me feel better and yeah. feel confident. And it's something that I have to practice. Yeah. And so... I feel like... No, and I feel like that's, like, a very practical thing. But, like, I feel like you said it, so now you're going to do it. Yeah. And, like, that goes back to the the second step of, like, really, when you say something, you mean it. Yes. Like, if you want the conscious decision, like, I am going to make my bed every morning because it makes you feel better. You're literally just going to practice doing your bed yeah. every and morning. Yeah, there's been very... I think there's very, very few days when I don't make my bed in the morning. Yeah. Like, something happens or whatever, but... I've been doing it for the past couple of years straight now. Yeah. It's really hard. We're not saying like all these steps are gonna like, ooh, tomorrow morning you're you're ready. Like you But can that's do a it. step. Like but, if you start tomorrow, you start today. Yeah. It's I'm not like my point is is like yeah. all this is like really it's it's a hard change. You're gonna be uncomfortable, you're going to be dissatisfied, but I think it's kind of taking that and really pushing past that knowing that like on the other hand on the other end you're going to make better changes for yourself yes definitely yeah so moving on to our fourth step so our fourth step um a little hard to explain just like our other three steps apparently um but it's this idea of um 
never wanting to think that you're the best in order to um, want to get better at something. Yes. So um, trying to explain this from my point of view, I um, grew up wanting to be perfect. (laughs) I mean, I just, I was like, there's nothing, you can't be anything less. Um, Until I wasn't perfect at something and I wasn't just immediately good at something and um I had to learn how to work for it so um I grew up playing basketball um I played for 12 years and um I had a coach who was very very influential in my life but he looked at me one day and I had I basketball came pretty naturally for me but I wanted to be a shooting guard and he was just like all right well then you're gonna have to work for it and I was just like yeah yeah I know like I'm gonna have to work for it Um, but he was just like, you know, I got really good at, you know, shooting a certain, at a certain angle and I got really good at shooting like three pointers or whatever. And I was like, okay, well I've worked towards this and I'm good at it now. So like I have my position, I've done the work. So like, I'm good. Like I thought I had gotten to that point of like success. And then he looked at me and he was like, well, how's your dribbling? I was like, dude, I don't, I don't need that. I'm a shooting guard. And for those who don't understand sports or don't understand basketball, like basically as a shooting guard, like you get past the ball and you shoot. Like that is, that is your job. Like that's pretty much your job. Like you help the point guard, you help the post, whatever, but you just shoot. And I was like, okay, well, I, I know how to do that. I'm good at it. And he was like, yeah, but you can't, you can never be like, the best like there's always going to be someone better than you but even more than that like you should there you're never gonna be at your best yeah if, if so that you need sense. to make room for yes there's always room for improvement yeah. and so he really really like ingrained in me that type of idea and that just really catal like was a catalyst for the rest of my life yeah. where I'm like you're right like I don't want to be complacent in this mindset where all right, well, I reached my highest level of success, so that's all I can do. I've reached my, um, like, glass ceiling, basically. Um, I never wanted to be that in my life, yeah. so it really pushed me in other aspects of my, li- of my life to be better yeah. and to work for something more than just what's been given to me. This concept kind of reminds me of that um, saying, like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm. you heard that yeah. no I've never heard that oh really no. I feel mm. like maybe it's just my dad just always has that saying. he's like <laughs> you're the smartest one in the room you're in the wrong room I'm like dang it like gotta go to another room where I'm the dumbest person mm. because then that gives you space of like okay there's always something more to learn from the people around you mm. and you you basically like if you're the smartest person at that thing then like you need to do something else or like you need to find a way to make it excel make it better yeah um, and that doesn't discredit like what you have done like I think there's time to you know celebrate your accomplishments and what you have Mm -hmm. achieved um but I think there's also this like stance of like okay I can always be better at something I think it's it's dangerous to be in the minds of like I am the best at this that makes that like I feel like that just makes you a stagnant person because it's also ignorant yeah (laughs) and it doesn't give you personal opinion it doesn't give you the room to to um grow yeah because if you're like i'm the best then i don't need to do anything else yeah yeah oh <laughs> i'm just like i i know you guys can't see my face but it's not a pretty face right now <laughs> just like oh that is not something i 
want in my life. I think it's just changing just the mindset of like, you, you want to always give yourself the space and the grace too True. to just literally better yourself and improve in whatever you're trying to work on. Yeah. And it also looks, I mean, it looks different for everyone. There's factors, blah, 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 blah. But you're going to you're gonna know what areas you want to improve on. Like, even listening to this, you, you've already thought of things that you are like, oh, yeah, I could probably work better at this. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to just be like, oh, like, I want to be better at a sport or I want to be better in my job. It's It could be I want to be better at being intentional of what I say. It could be I want to be um, a better, like, husband or a parent or a wife or a friend like I want to just work on that and sometimes that includes having feedback yeah which is a way of humbling yourself but it's also a way to grow yeah all right so the next step that we will mention is your overall health yes this is the way to become the better version of yourself people um like what every dr oz dr phil yeah but i ellen (laughs) i think i think it really does change a person just because it pushes you and it challenges you in a way like if you're talking about like getting better like physically like health wise i think it just pushes you and challenges you in a way that is incomparable to anything else i'm the type of person that like i struggle a lot with like working out and like being consistent i feel like i can do it i just like and like I just find it so hard to be consistent Mm -hmm. and so but I will say like in the times where I do work out um I feel like I run because it's the most accessible way for me to exercise and be healthy um I feel like it always is like a giant mental game it's never like yes it's hard physically but really the battle is like it's a whole giant mental game but it just it allows me to push myself and tell myself like I could literally do whatever I want to do and like running longer distance shows me that like I can do what I want to do it's like a it's a very physical evidence of like Mm. I can do that yeah that's a good point um I think even going further on like overall health it doesn't just have to be like physical health it could be emotional health and verbal health in a weird way um and also mental health I think everyone knows how much advocacy is happening here on the mature podcast about mental health um but that could look like something simple of just being kind to yourself um but it also could look like going to therapy and really pushing yourself in knowing that that's something that you might need it could also just be engaging in self-care we're huge advocates for self-care and a lot of, you know, being a better version of yourself is knowing when to take time for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall health is... Is important. Is so important. I think I, like, my uncle always, he always said, mind, body, spirit. Literally, those three mm-hmm. things. If you can take care of those three things and they're, if they're aligned, then you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah. And I think that, um... Physical health is important, and that includes not just exercise, but, like, eating right. Mm-hmm. Maybe not doing drugs. Maybe not drinking all As the much. time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just literally, just, like, what your doctor and your parents probably have told you your whole life. 
probably listen to them at this point. Yeah. I mean, if enough people are saying it, probably somewhat true. Somewhat. Just a little. Yeah. Especially with your physical health. (laughs) Just just a little bit. We're just trying. We're just trying to help, you know? (laughs) Um, All right. So our last and final sixth step um, is to becoming a better you is finding things that you genuinely love to do. Um, So that could be hobbies. That could just be finding the love of your life, you know? (laughs) Whatever works for you. <laughs> Put that on your list, people. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. But I think it's so important to just love the life that you live. And it's so cheesy and it's so played out. It's like but, Pinterest. Like, yeah. Love the li- love or is, life. what is it? It's um, live the life you love and love the life you do. Actually, yeah. Something, something like that. that. Or is the live, laugh, love. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I think it's so important because, like, that's what gets you up in the morning. That's what gets you excited, um, finding what you're passionate about. And while your work may not reflect that all the time because bills do need to get paid and you do have to take care of your family and you do have to be able to support yourself, finding things outside of that that you get up in the morning and you're just like, wow, like, I can't wait to do this or, like, wow, I can't wait to, like, spend time with this person. Or, wow, I I just, like, I can't wait to dive into this book. Like, whatever it is, like, be excited about your life. Like, that's what's going to ultimately, like, motivate you to be a better person is knowing that, like, the life you live is something you enjoy. Um, And so a lot of that has to do with finding hobbies. So we were like, okay, what what are some hobbies that are just, like, practical? I feel like genuine everybody has a hobby. They're just maybe scared to say it or two, they don't even recognize that they have it. So I think paying attention to like what, like when you're bored at home and you're like, I don't want to watch TV anymore. Like, what are you like, what are you reading more about? What are you like curious about? What are you like spending most of your time and money on? Like pay attention to how you live your life in a very like, just pay attention and see where your attention is going most to. Mm. Like, I know some people, they, like, love makeup. And genuinely, like, they enjoy, like, researching, like, what makeup products are going to be out soon. And, like, that's a lot of, like, where their money goes to. And they're not even a makeup artist. Like, they just genuinely love to put on makeup and whatever. Um, I've met people who um, really love, like, I don't know, learning about, like, I don't know, just reading. They spend their time trying to find, like, new like works of literature to read and like that's their hobby Mm -hmm. like your hobby is just genuinely anything you love to spend extra time Mm -hmm. with yeah yeah and I think it's so easy to fall into these categories where people like have these preset ideas of like what hobbies are and they're like oh well you know like I play sport or like I go hiking or like I do this and it's like your hobby can be whatever you love to do. Yeah. So if that looks like, you know, going and um going to like Comic-Con conventions, cool. Awesome. Like yeah. that's something that you love to do. If um something you love to do is like nail art. Yeah. Like do that. Do like that. go full in. Like if one of your hobby, like, if you don't know what your hobby is, mm-hmm. like Tiff was saying, like, look at what you're spending your money on. Look at what you're, like, drawn to. When you're on Instagram, like, what's your go-to, like, what are your go-tos? Like, do you follow anybody? Like, do you have influencers who you look up to and you're like, wow, I love that they, like, bake all the time. Yeah. Is that something you're interested in? And if it's maybe, try it out. Yeah. Like, 
don't be afraid to try those different things that other people may not think that you would be interested in, in but you are. Yeah. Do it. Like, Do it. I had so many people who were like, McKenna will never hike, which was true for a very long time. Um, and it, a lot of it has to do with like some physical things that happen with me, but ultimately like, I just love to get outside. So I kind of tailored it to what would work for me. So it's not necessarily going on these like 18 mile hikes round trip. Like that's just not going to like physically happen for me, (laughs) but I do love going on walks and I love getting outside in nature and doing easy walks where I can still feel that, but also connect with my friends. Yeah. I'm a big advocate for having hobbies. I think everyone needs to find something they genuinely love to do outside of work. Um, I think it will make us all better humans if we all go find (laughs) a nice hobby. Yeah, it also is cool because you can um, share your hobbies with people. You can share your hobbies. You can eventually turn it into a career if you really wanted to. Like, there is no shame in exploring your hobbies. Um, Yeah, and if you guys want to hear more about what we do like this is kind of like very similar to a conversation of self-care so if you want to listen to that episode um we also have an episode on self-care so i would make sure to link that in the description so you guys can take a listen to that too and you guys you guys can hear what exactly we like to do um for our hobbies and self-care in general yes so i mean those are kind of like our tips and tricks and six steps to um how we are how we have been trying to be a better person ourselves, um, but also what we are trying to continue to do. Yeah. Um, I think there's always, like, whatever step it was, there's always room for improvement, and I think these steps are um, have been swapped and changed out and have been a part of our lives, left it, came back. It just really depends on what stage of life you're in. Yeah. So we know that not everybody listening are 20-somethings. But there's still ways that you can use to become a better version of yourself. And they're going to look different from you. And we would love to hear you guys' ways that you are becoming better versions of yourself uh, that we can learn from. Because like we've been saying this whole time, we're in the trenches with you. Like we're still trying to figure everything out. And we love that aspect of our audience and being able to engage with you guys and understand where you're coming from yeah i think the other thing walking if you guys are still listening walking away from this is like all of these changes that you're going to implement in your life you're not necessarily going to see the rewards and the effects of it until like months weeks months years later Mm -hmm. um and that's okay i think that it's a lot of it's, it can be overwhelming. It can be really uncomfortable. And I think a lot of it is just in the process. Just give yourself a lot of grace. And we say this a lot, but it's the truth. It, to to the, the answer and the success for everything really starts with you. And you, in the long run, it's not sustainable if you're just going to be mad at yourself every time you mess up. Or you just like are just like, oh my god, you're so dumb. You're like you're just, This is like the negative feedback you're giving to yourself it's just not sustainable so biggest part is in the midst of making all these changes be nice to yourself when you make the mistakes there's always another day to start over again true yeah what a great way to end 
Yeah, love so that. if you guys love our podcast, feel free to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our Instagram where we can connect with you further. And always, 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 we would welcome you to leave us a review. Um, we would love to hear what you guys think. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.